Hey guys, I hope that you guys are all staying well and safe uh, during these crazy times. Um, I know that it's been crazy for me and crazy for all of us. And although we are all going through this together, we are all going through it in our own ways. And regardless of how connected we're going to try to be, it feels isolating and it can be isolating even in your own home when you are on top of each other literally um, you can still feel like am i experiencing this the same way that my family's experiencing this and it's a whole host of of questions that are okay so what i wanted to do was take today's show and make it about coronavirus and i'm sorry if you know everywhere you turn this is what you hear um, but I just felt like it would be not okay to acknowledge what's going on right now because we really need to do that uh, we need to do that for ourselves and for the kids that are in our care if we have any foster or adopted children I want to talk to you about you know what we can do to kind of give some stability during uncertain times now I'm also doing this today because I haven't been able to keep the appointments that I've had to interview guests. So I've had to come up with some content for you guys that just comes from me. And I think it's an appropriate time. I mean, I think now more than ever, we really need to check in, check in with the sources that we get our information from, check in with, you know, the intent that people have. And I've done this podcast now for about 11 or 12 episodes. So I think it's a good time to check in regardless. So today I just want to talk to you about uncertain times, how we can take care of ourselves, take care of our kids, and some helpful tips to get through this uncertain time. Hi, I'm Rebecca Britt and this is the Stable Moments Podcast the show where we discuss all things related to the foster care system and early childhood trauma. From foster parents, trauma experts, former foster kids, and beyond, we'll take a deep dive into the complexities of the foster care crisis in an effort to better understand how to fix it. So my message for today starts with taking care of yourself. If you're like me, you have had every thought that there is to have about this virus. You have challenged yourself to be positive and help your neighbor and see how you can contribute to the overall sense of community. You've tried to figure out if you know how to sew so that you can make masks. You have told your children to go write happy things on the sidewalk for people that are walking by while we're in this quarantine. But you've also had these thoughts about the world ending and bread lines like in the depression and how would you possibly know how to make your children's clothes out of your clothes even though you don't know how to sew. Which is where my brain goes. It goes from everything from we've got this to do we have this? You might have researched what are the most high caloric vegetables that you can plant in your garden right now just in case, you know, and if you're like me, you have. And I encourage you to embrace all aspects of yourself right now. Do not beat yourself up for however you are handling this. Take care of the little person inside of you that's scared and has questions and tell him or her that this is scary and it's okay to be scared. 
You have to treat yourself like you would treat your kids. And until you do that, you're not going to be available in the way that your kids need you to be available. It's okay not to be sure and not to feel like a super parent when you're dealing with something that you've never dealt with before, let alone the entire world has never dealt with before. So, so take care of yourself and try not to let it cripple you. We absolutely have to take this one day at a time. Acknowledge your feelings, do proactive things that make you feel good, get organized, get prepared, do whatever gives you a bit of stability right now. Secondly, you need to make connections now more than ever. I was reading something the other day that I wanted to ask my husband about. I had read, you know, something about the coronavirus and I wanted to ask him what his thoughts are were on it, if we were on the same page. Um, but I went out to the living room and saw him there and I just got this feeling like maybe he's not wanting to focus on it right now. Maybe he's like kind of in a mood where he's wanting to be positive and not listen to all of that. So I didn't bring it up. I was like, who am I to bring him down? I don't want to add to the, the negativity. Um, so I kind of just ignored it and kept it to myself. But about an hour later, I came to the realization that we're going to have to talk about this stuff. And it's not healthy for me to run rampant with all my thoughts um, and not involve him. Because in our relationship, that really just leads to a bunch of kind of tension in the air, which is completely unnecessary. So I started the conversation. I said, hey, babe, I know this is crazy talk, but what would we do if we were shut down for 12 weeks. What would that look like? What would the baby being home for the inevitable future months look like? What would we do if we ran out of food? If we couldn't get diapers? I asked him real questions, you know, and we talked through the whole thing, every scenario. And then we came back to, we're going to be fine. You know, we take a day of a day, none of this, this, all this stuff is crazy talk, but it helped my anxiety knowing that like, okay, let's talk about the worst case scenario, the absolute worst thing that we could think of that might happen. And let's talk about our plan for that. And for some reason, if we have a doomsday plan, that makes me feel like, okay, we've got this and we still have food and we're still okay and we're all happy and uh, grateful and in a beautiful place. So I was able to kind of put that anxiety down through that conversation. And I had a deeper connection with my husband, a sense of calm that we were in this together, that he had at least put some thought into a worst case scenario in that we weren't being naively blind. But having the news on constantly doesn't help the vibe in our house either. So we limit it we find what works for us. Now, another way to stay connected is to find a Corona tribe and please call it something else because that sounds absolutely awful, but make a group of people who you can check in with each day. FaceTime them or use some other type of video conferencing so that you can see faces. Text them each day, random times, and ask them, what is one word to describe how you're feeling right now? From the group, you might get, you know, a whole slew of things, tired, scared, 
anxious, positive, grateful, blessed. And you don't necessarily have to respond, but just giving your friends and you having the opportunity to acknowledge how you feel in the midst of these crazy days with parents and kids all working from home is invaluable. So I want you to actually make a list. Make a list right now and have it include five of your closest friends and ask them if they will be part of your Corona tribe or whatever you call it. Find your sanity sisters and tell them, make some rules. Say that you're going to check in at least once a day, that each one of you will check in with one other person at least at a different time every day. Um, and tell them that they're going to offer one word or just say that you want to be there for each other, but that you want to be real and that whatever they're feeling that you're there for them. Um, I have learned more about my coworkers in this time than any other time. And it's been beautiful just seeing like, oh my gosh, now I'm thinking about this person's parents or this person's weird situation or how this person's husband's lost their job. And we're really pulling together as a fam as a work family. Um, so there is some beautiful connections that are being made because of this situation. And remember, by taking care of yourself, you will be taking care of your kids. It's important that you don't pretend right now. Kids see everything. They see through everything. We don't need to smack on like a smiley face and everything's fine and, you know, have all this anxiety. Kids can feel that. It's so much better to acknowledge it. Acknowledge it all. Let them in on what's going on. Have family discussions. Acknowledge their feelings. Have you ever like been in a work situation or any type of, you know, collaborative group situation where the leadership is kind of making decisions and they're quiet and, you know, we'll let you know on Tuesday type of thing and we're tracking things and that's all you get? What does that do? It makes you want to like, go gossip with other people. It makes you want to make assumptions. You jump to the worst case scenario. You don't feel like you're an equal. You don't feel like you're on the same page, right? Okay, let's not do that to our kids. Like, yes, there's decisions that you and your partner are going to make that the kids don't need to be in on every decision. But don't be like, you know, we'll let you know when it comes, when, when, when you can know. Like, have open family discussions. Have them daily. And you don't need to harp on things. If the kids are just fine and, and totally having a great day, then absolutely fine. But let them in on what's going on. Children need to know that they are safe and that they have security. And a lot of these behaviors that you might see while you guys are all quarantined um, will stem from a child feeling like their safety or security is being threatened. And a foster or adopted child may very well be thinking, will we stay together as a family? And they may not be able to articulate that. In fact, they probably can't articulate it. But when big things have happened in their life, big negative things, a lot of times or times in the past, they haven't been able to stay with their family, right? Either their family of origin or a foster family. So they could be wondering, what does this mean for me? So when your kids have big challenges, big behavioral struggles, or are just simply like in a mood that you can detect that something's up, speak directly to the question, what does this mean for me? 
Remind your family that no matter what, you will stay together, or at the very least, you will make sure that for every child in your home, that they will be taken care of, and you will do your best to keep their daily lives and their normal routine. There's so many children in foster care right now who cannot even have visits with their biological parents. So let those children know that you will do whatever needs to happen to have the virtual visits or phone calls with their bio parents. This is a great time to start practicing letters. Let's write down things that we want special people in our lives to know. If there's any relationships your kids have, bio, foster, adopted, doesn't matter, that will be interrupted, whether it be a mentor relationship, um, teachers, siblings, bio parents, whoever, write letters or record record a video or messages to send them. With the extra time at home, this is a great time to go through photo albums or other keepsakes that you may have of the beginning of your children's lives. This is all helping to enforce the human relationships that they have and that they have made. Now, if you run a Stable Moments program or your Stable Moments mentor, or if you've had to shut down programming, do not let the children's connection with somebody that's important at places of um, at places of programs like counselors or mentors or anyone that they see, if it's a meaningful relationship, don't let it be completely interrupted. As a parent, advocate for your kid and say, I really would like some form of communication. If we can write you a postcard, you write a postcard back. Um, if there's something that we can have that we can hold, like an item that we can say, this reminds me of that person and I get to hang on to that thing whenever, like even a stone or something that, they, that you paint that reminds them of that person. Um, if you're a stable moments location, make sure, or if you run any type of programming, make sure that you have set up some way for your counselors or your mentors or your staff to be able to at least reach out to the kids if the kids want to keep that relationship going. We want to bring a sense of normalcy wherever we can. So your relationships with your kids are also super important right now, which means relationships take priority. If you are teaching from home, academics need to take a backseat to relationships. As a social worker and a case manager, I don't know how many IEPs and 504 plans that I advocated for so that the kids wouldn't have homework because it was such a power struggle just to get the children to do their homework. And it was this big, like, war at home at night to try to get the child to do it and then their relationship was bad and then the homework often didn't even get done and the child wasn't even handing it in anyway and then the child got bad marks at school and it was just kind of all a negative thing this homework was so we would I would advocate so that homework didn't happen with these kids well now you have to teach the kids everything or enforce them to learn everything and I want you to put the relationship first my advice is to let it go. This school year will pass, putting you as the parent in a position to make sure that your kid's work gets done creates a pressure cooker effect in children surviving with trauma, which could result in a line of thinking like, if I get my work done, then I'm good and I can stay and everything will be okay. That's way too much to put on a child. They are inherently good. Where they live is not contingent on their schoolwork or behavior. 
Take this time to learn through play. Explore your children's interests, their strengths, passions. Let them lead. Show them how great they are at things that interest them. Building, cooking, digging, pushing, you know, pushing the fence or any sensory play that you can do. Go out and do that stuff. Whatever they're good at, whatever they like, they can learn through it. You're building something. You're building true life skills like self-regulation, independence, emotional awareness, healthy relationships, secure attachment. Those are all really important things for these kids to learn right now. Okay? And they don't get taught those things in school. Now's your time. You get to really teach them important life skills. Okay, and obviously you can hear my dogs in the background. Honestly, moving forward, I don't know what it's going to look like. I have my husband home, I have my baby home, I have my dogs here, and finding an hour of time to record is difficult, especially without any interruptions, and I really am trying to focus on my education that I'm working on and my day job that I'm working on and being with my family. So I apologize ahead of time for the interruptions that we might see over the next few weeks with this podcast, but I appreciate you all because I know that you appreciate me being real and I am sure that you all are dog lovers and those are my dogs. You might hear my kid. You might hear my husband and that's just how we're going to roll. I would rather show up for you and be real than not show up at all. So let's also remember that behaviors tend to ramp up when there is tension in the air. These are the times to regulate yourself so that you can help regulate your child. These are the times when you can sit in the suck with them. If they're having a hard time, you don't need to fix it. That was something that I learned as a young social worker, that social workers are not there to fix things and parents do not need to fix things. But what you do need to do is commit to sitting through the thick of it with them and let them know that you will be there. Reassure them that this will pass. Empathize with them. Validate that this is tough. You will be okay no matter what. You will be there for them. That is what they need right now. And the more regulated we can be, the more we can step back when we see those behaviors and regulate ourselves so that we can create space for them and their big emotions, the better that this will go. And you might come out of this period of time that we have to stay very close together, even more connected to your children than when you came into it. And remember when you are struggling, when you're unable to regulate yourself and you flipped your lid or whatever you did because you're human too, right? Label it. Tell them that you're frustrated and that sometimes you get scared too, that this has been tough on you. Normalize having big feelings. Model for them what giving grace looks like. And when you don't do this well, apologize. Tell them that you're sorry, that you didn't handle your big emotions well, that it isn't their fault, and that you are so happy and grateful that you have a family that gives grace. This repairs the relationship and normalizes all the ups and downs that every single one of us goes through. This is what secure attachment looks like. It is not showing that 
if you are a regulated parent and you get everything right, that there won't be any meltdowns and that you'll always, it's, that's, that's not real. That's not real life. Okay. So it's making mistakes, acknowledging them, labeling them, showing them how we repair our mistakes, how we repair our relationships, us being a good model, and then thanking them for, for them giving you grace when you're unable to regulate yourself is huge. This is just, we're just doing our best, okay? And so you got to tell yourself, hey, I woke up today and I did my best. Tomorrow's a new day. And you know what? Right now, we don't know what tomorrow will look like. I don't know what tomorrow will look like. I've had a lot of my own challenges. Stable Moments trainings have been postponed. They might get canceled for this year. My day job has already issued pay cuts. My husband and I are trying to prove our value now to our employees while we try to work from home while also being wildly distracted by a one-year-old and feeling like we're not quite cutting it. Of course, employers are saying that they are supportive of family life, but at the end of the day, right now, the employee who has no kids just seems more valuable. So I have a lot of anxiety about keeping up with schoolwork, keeping up with employment, Stable Moments community, this podcast, and being a good mom to my baby and a patient wife to my husband. It's a lot. And what's crazy is we are the lucky ones. We have so, so much to be grateful for right now. There are so many people in much worse positions and yet it's still a balance for me to live in gratitude and acknowledge the uncertainty. During this time, foster homes are less willing to expose their family to a new child, understandably, but this leaves even more children in need. There are reports that the confinement people are subjected to right now are causing domestic violence and child abuse to increase. We need to come together as a community now more than ever. Reach out to your neighbors, even if it's just to lend a hand or make someone feel less isolated. This crisis has called us to come back to our families, come back to our neighborhoods. This will no doubt change the way we operate as we know it. So let's take this opportunity to rebuild our communities in a way that we choose. Let's be the change that we want to see. You know, we tell our children that they can be anyone that they want to be. They can be anything that they aspire, that they have infinite potential. So let's not give them the opportunity to ask us, are you doing what you want? Are you living up to your potential? We know so much of a child's well-being starts at home. And this kind of hope and belief in ourselves is exactly what our families and the world needs right now. This is a big challenge. This is going to be a big challenge. I'm not downplaying how I know people go back and forth on how big of a challenge coronavirus is going to be, it is going to be a big challenge. It already is. And it's already shifting our focus on what's most important. And what I'm seeing is a lot of people come together, a lot of people learning how to cook meals, a lot of people figuring things out. Like my husband and I, we realized that, listen, neither of us are good at just watching the baby for eight hours straight 
on our own, especially when we know that we have deadlines and other things we need to do. So after the first day where we were resentful with each other and disheveled and feeling like we could never do another day like that and really realizing how valuable our daycare is and we would never um, again complain about the cost of that, we got right to it and we made a plan. Okay, you're two hours on, I'm two hours off. Two hours on, two hours off so that we could keep our sanity, get our workload done. So that's just an example of how these times are forcing us to reconsider what is possible. I would have told you it's impossible for me to get any work done with my baby home and even with my husband home. And it's not so impossible anymore. We are making it work. I would have never guessed that all of the teachers in all of these states would be able to change their curriculum and teach virtually, literally overnight, change how they teach their students and figure it out. There are amazing things that we are just figuring it out because we need to in foster adoptive families have this in their DNA. They figure it out. They are right on the front lines. They are always willing to make something work. And it is that type of characteristic that we need right now and that we are harnessing in others around us. I know that our world has not been really at peace for a very long time and we seem to be becoming more and more and more polarized and I always felt like it needed to bubble up to a certain level and spill over before things really changed and this could be exactly what we need to rethink the way we live, rethink the way we support each other and rethink the way that we show up for our communities. So I hope that me sharing just some of this gives you a little bit of food for thought. Maybe it was just like a distraction for the last 25 minutes. And that's, that's enough. You know, I, I, I'm navigating this as much as you're navigating this. And I think that we really, if you take anything away, give yourself grace, allow yourself to think all the crazy thoughts and all the rational thoughts, allow yourself to be charitable and allow yourself to also be uh, selfish because we balance those things, right? we totally balance those things. And I think it's okay to be all. While everyone's in quarantine, I think it's a great time to check out podcasts that you've been meaning to listen to but haven't had time, to read books that you've been meaning to read but haven't had time. Um, I really believe that this is a time to kind of tap into some of the messages and some of the opportunities that God has for you. And you can really tune in and listen to that divine voice during this time. And as a prayer, just say, where do you want me to focus right now? What could I learn right now? How can this interruption help me focus more on you? And whatever that divine energy is, whether it's God, whether it's the universe, whatever you look at that's greater than you, tap into that energy because it's speaking to us. It wants to speak to us. It might have needed to pull the rug out from under us for us to stop for a moment and listen. So that's what I want to leave you with today. Everything you're doing is fine. It's great. It's amazing. You're here. You're showing up. Please stay safe. 
do what you think is best for your family. There's so much information coming from so diff so many different angles. And I really think it's time to tap into your own intuition and do what's right for you and your family. And I hope that you'll continue listening and that this helps bring some insight to your day. Please, if you enjoyed this or you know a friend that could listen to this and it would bring them some insight during this time, please share the podcast. If you do have time while you're in quarantine to leave an Apple podcast review and a rating, I would appreciate that so much. Okay, guys, I'm going to end it for today. I really hope to be back here next week. I have no clue what the future holds, and I am trying to hold it together. I really want to bring you guys content so that I'm here for you during this time. If you guys have any questions related to anything, reach out to me. It's Rebecca at StableMoments.com. And please stay safe, and I promise we will get through this together. All right, talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.